Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Hope you're having a great Monday. Hope the week's off to a good start. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik, Debbie Lazaga, and Adam Roberts. Time for who had a good weekend. All right, I'll go first. Who had a good weekend? Lauren Sanchez. Do you know who that is? Lauren Sanchez is the longtime girlfriend of Amazon head Jeff Bezos. She had a good weekend because while hanging out on his $500 million yacht oh my gosh. at the Cannes Film Festival, he proposed, and they're engaged. She's been walking around with a $150,000 heart-shaped ring, which sounds kind of dangerous. Well, it sounds dinky after you said a $500 million yeah. That's yacht. That's 10 carats. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Jeez. ring. You still need a wheelbarrow to carry it. Yeah, it's big. A sling. So okay. they are engaged. So she had a really good she weekend. She had a great weekend. Because the richest guy in the world said, I do. I, I mean, asked her, will, will you say I do? And they've been together five years, and uh, he cheated on her, and that's <gasps> why his marriage ended. Hmm. But we'll look past that and just say that. Lauren Sanchez, for better or worse... Had a really good. How weekend. does Jeff Bezos propose? Like well, that's just fireworks yeah. off the like. You're Having already a in con. Million dollar yacht is a good start. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you had a good any, weekend. I got a great car wash. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was great. Vacuum the whole thing out. But I. So would, your car had a good weekend. My car had a good weekend, but I will say. The two-handed bowling goat <laughs> and friend of Wisconsin's afternoon yes. news, Jason Belmonte, our guy. Yeah, won a hundred thousand bucks, a big WWE wrestling belt, and this trophy in nice. the Super Slam yesterday. So he's, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah, his momentum just keeps going. Oh, so a hundred, hundred grand, he could almost buy Lauren Sanchez an engagement <laughs> <Yeah>. ring. <laughs> almost. Greg, who had a good weekend? Who had a great weekend is Michael Block. So remember we were talking about this guy on Friday? He's a he's a tour, he's a club pro at a, a course out in California, and he ends up qualifying for the PGA Championship, and, and he became the lowest club pro to, to make the cut. I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. What a fun story. Pressure continues to mount, and all of a sudden he ends up in the final pairing with Rory McIlroy. Now here's a guy who's just like <laughs> giving amazing. lessons at his local club in Mission Viejo, and now he's... On the course with Rory, he became a fan favorite. He was trumping Rory in terms of the crowd, in terms of everybody following them. And then on the hole number 15, he hits a hole-in-one. A fitting way to, to cap off this PGA Championship. Yeah, that's Rory talking about it afterwards. Wow. So Rory is never second fiddle in a gallery unless he'd be playing with Tiger. He was second fiddle with the gallery to Michael Block, the people's champion, that's they call cool. him. That's and cool. he also hit a six-foot putt on 18 to make him uh, 15th in the tournament. He wins nearly 300000 bucks, and he automatically qualifies for next year's tournament. Oh, that's exciting. It's an incredible story. And he can charge more for those lessons now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. tells the bottom line all the way around. And he could buy a half of 1% of Lauren Sanchez's ring. <laughs> all right, Adam, who had a good weekend? My, Debbie, our Milwaukee Admirals. They had a fantastic Saturday <laughs> evening. 4-0 start to their game against the Texas Stars in the Calder Cup quarterfinals we'll call it the central division finals winning five to two and now they move on to the calder cup conference finals against the coachella valley firebirds very intimidating but not too intimidating for our admirals hey everybody who was talking last week about we should get milwaukee a professional hockey team 
you technically have professional hockey players that will be playing Monday night, 6 p.m., Milwaukee Panther Arena. Be there. Full house. Book it. That's true. We all knew he was going to pick that, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. But we're getting closer uh, to the we, Calder we Cup it, right? back. It's been a long time, 2004. It's, it's been they a long wait. We're ready. Yeah. yeah, we are. Good stuff. 414 at WTMJ. We talk Brewers baseball with Lane Grindle. Straight ahead. Now batting for the Brewers Radio Network. Play-by-play announcer Lane Grindle. High fly ball, deep right field. Rowdy Telez has done it again. On Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Our guy Lane Grindle is with us, as he is every Monday. Thank God for that. Something to look forward to on Monday. Lane, how are you? I mean, if you're looking forward to me, I actually feel sorry for you, but that's great. I'm glad that I can be a positive thing in your day. (laughs) Man, it is good stuff for sure. How was the weekend? If I had to ask you what the highlight was of the weekend not related to baseball, what would you say it was? Man, uh, there was was a lot of great uh, things that went on uh, this weekend. you know, outside of baseball, and, and the Brewers getting a win yesterday was great too. But um, the the weather is a little hot in Tampa, but I'm always okay with that. I can trend on the hot side. Um, but uh, a great little dinner after the game Saturday night with uh, Kent Sommerfeld and Josh Mauer and and uh, Brewers PR man extraordinaire Andrew Grumman joined us. So that was oh, that that's was nice. Andrew's a nice guy. Yeah. It, it, Kent didn't yeah. have a fried egg explode on his sleeve again, did he? And I, <laughs> and now the key word in that is again because that has happened. <laughs> he got a piece of chocolate cake for dessert that was, I mean, we were all, I think, a little bit jealous watching him devour that. Ooh. But, uh, he, he, yeah, it was a good order. Strong, strong order. <laughs> He's a hardworking man. He deserves that big hunk of chocolate cake. That's right. He does. No doubt about it. He's just got to go to dinner with a change of clothes because you never know what's going to happen to him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he has to bring a Tide pin with him everywhere he goes. The only guy that walks into dinner with a, a bag of clothes. <laughs> Why are you bringing the suitcase to dinner? Don't Safe worry about it. Go. A hazmat yeah. suit. We actually, so the other, we had dinner Thursday night at a great little place called the Columbia, and it was a big group of us, and Adam McAlvey joined us for that dinner, and he had just flown in, and so he, he literally checked a suitcase at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so so there you go. He had a suitcase with him at the restaurant. You guys must be really good dinner company. I'm going right to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. can't miss out. Uh, he, he didn't know where he was without his people. I think that's exactly. all it was, John. Exactly. All right, well, luckily things get so much easier here for now for the Brewers Lane. <laughs> you come home after playing, I don't know, maybe the best roster in offense in baseball to the uh, defending champion Astros. That seems nice. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just the way that the season works, right? Like, when you looked at the schedule before the year, you thought, oh, April could be pretty challenging. Um, and the Brewers really got through April pretty well and, and played some really good teams on the road over the course of that month. But, um, look, I don't know that you thought the Rays were going to be what they are at the beginning of the year. You figured they'd be good and competitive because they always figure out a way to be that. Um, and, and, you know, you caught the Cardinals when they're playing their best baseball of the year right now. Now, yeah, you get the, the Astros coming to town and the Giants, by the way, coming in. This weekend are playing a little bit better, too. So, I, look, at the end of the day, it's about how you're playing and, 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 and how you're doing from a health standpoint. And we all know the Brewers have gone through some some injuries right now. But the, the key is can you kind of keep your head above water through this stretch and then get healthy eventually and get on your run? The reality is this is a team that's still in first place, despite the tough schedule, despite the injuries. And I think 
you take that and you just try to stay one game in front of everybody as long as you can and try to get yourself as close to that moment when you have full health, especially in that rotation again moving forward. Yeah, as an avid listener of the program, I know you know that I tease my sports cast at the top and bottom of every hour, and I'm I'm just playing a recorded tease now. Another Brewers starting pitcher hits the injured list. <laughs> it's been rough. Yeah, unfortunately, that's been the case. Uh, some good news today, though. Luis Urias is starting his rehab assignment um, in AAA Nashville coming up here in the next couple of days. So that's very positive. That's another position player that has great versatility that the Brewers are high on. So um, hopefully you can, you know, get a bounce from that, but um, it's been, it's been tough. That, the, the thing about the rotation is what Adrian Hauser did Friday night was really encouraging. And, and he did it against one of the best lineups in baseball. And he did it in what has been the toughest place to, to, to play and to pitch so far this year in baseball. So um, hopefully that was a sign of things to come because the Brewers are really going to need those innings out of him over the next month or so. Astros in town tonight, uh, part of a homestand here that also features the Giants. I, I, we're now four minutes into the segment. I've not brought up Owen Miller's name. You know, it's kind of a cool story. Lane, the guy, grows up in Wisconsin. Yeah. He's a Midwestern guy, right? He, he goes and grabs the bat from his parents' house, he uses it on Mother's Day and hits a double. That's all cool. But by the way, he's also leading the team in hitting. He is now the leadoff guy for this team. Like, it, Who knows where a season's going to go when a player's acquired, but th- this is turning into more than just a cute story. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Greg. Um, it was a great story in spring training because here's this Wisconsin kid fighting for a spot on the 26-man roster. You knew he was going to contribute at the big league level this year. He makes the opening day roster. But now it's not that. I, I mean, we're going to stop using the side note of Fredonia native when we talk about Owen Miller. He's just Owen Miller, the really good baseball player. Um, and that's what he's been for the Brewers all season long. And he's been versatile defensively. He made some great plays over the weekend at third base that were really impressive. And he just goes about his business like so just ho-hum, no big deal, going to try to do it again today. He has a really good demeanor about him that I think – will really help him playing in his hometown. Um, he, he's been fun to watch, and he's a great guy. I'm really, really happy to see the production that he's providing for this team because he's been a big deal for this team. He, he's a really good baseball player. Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle. Thank you, Lane. Guys, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, it's breaking news involving the Packers. Greg. Yeah, John, the NFL announcing just moments ago that the 2025 NFL Draft will take place in Green Bay, inside and around iconic Lambeau Field in Titletown. Announcement made at the NFL Spring League meetings in Minneapolis following a review of the proposal by the Fan Engagement and Major Events Advisory Committee in full ownership. While all details have not yet been revealed, it's still being finalized. The main portion of the draft will take place place on the Lambeau Field and Titletown campuses. Adjacent venues will be utilized within close proximity to the stadium campus. But we knew this was coming at some point. We just weren't sure when the 2025 NFL Draft will be held in Green Bay. Wow, this is really cool stuff. So I remember 2015 or 2016, the Packers started first trying to land the draft. Uh, I think at that point they wanted it in like 2019. And now it's coming to Lambeau in 2025. We've got additional hotel space. You've got an yep. entire district that's been built. You have the renovation wow. of the Rush Center, which has also helped tremendously as they've tried to build this area up to host events like this. And now they've got it. 
Good stuff. Exciting stuff. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Milwaukee firefighter Augie Guerrero, on a cold night in December 2022, responded to a report of a car that had left the freeway and plunged down an embankment into a retention pond. Here's his story in Steve Steve Scafidi's Salute to Service, presented by Educators Credit Union. Hello, I'm Chief Aaron Lipsky of the Milwaukee Fire Department. I am here because we are honored to be able to nominate firefighter Augie Guerrero uh, for his actions on December 22nd, 2022. Now, some may call it a Christmas miracle, but Milwaukee firefighters say it's just part of the job. Last Thursday, a 911 call sent crews to a retention pond right by American Family Field. They found a car filling with water fast. A lady was driving her car, reports that she was cut off. It was slick roadways. She went off the expressway in the stadium interchange, down the embankment into a large retention pond where she was unable to get out of the car and the car was slowly sinking as she was on the phone with our dispatchers calling for help. I'm Augie Guerrero, firefighter for the Milwaukee Fire Department, and I've been on for about six years now. It was a cold, cold day. I believe wind chills got to about negative 25, maybe even less. And we were dispatched for a call of an auto extrication, which which primarily means that there was some car crash involved. Somebody stuck. So when we were halfway en route to the location of the accident, we were informed by our dispatch that it was a person in the water in the retention pond. So our, our minds kind of shifted. It, it changed from a ice rescue instead of a auto extrication. So Augie responded with engine 33, which comes from right up Miller Parkway. Uh, he headed northbound into the interchange. They located the car. They could see down the embankment. Uh, he and his crew worked their way down the embankment very quickly. They were getting information from our dispatchers in real time uh, of how uh, how horrified this, this passenger, uh, the driver of this car was. Could somebody please help me? I'm Ma'am, we've already got help on the way, okay? I need to know exactly where you're at. They worked their way to the water line. They could see the water was up to the windows. They knew right away this is not getting better. Uh, And Augie, with no regard for his own personal safety, went right into the water. Now, that in and of itself is very risky given the temperatures involved. Uh, But also the ice had already given way, so there was there was little for him to rely upon as he worked out uh, towards the car. At that point, you're not doing a whole lot of thinking, especially when you're on scene, it's more instinctual. You just revert back to your training. You don't really have time to stay there and think about what you're gonna do. It's just all instinct. And I was the person closest to the Chiefs buggy at that time, so I was the one that put on the Mustang suit. He was trying to converse with the lady who was rightfully very panicked to get her to either try to get the window to go down or the door to open. It's all these people here. She could do neither. Uh, when you introduce water into a vehicle with electrical systems and whatnot, uh, everything shorts out. He had to uh, force that door open. He was able to get her out and get her to the shore uh, where she was treated and, and ended up ultimately fine from the whole incident. 
What does Salute to Service mean to you? It means a chance for my firefighters and paramedics, the community's firefighters and paramedics, to be remembered and recognized for those truly superhuman things that they do. And I'm just so proud that Augie gets to be included in that, that incredible list. It's an honor to be nominated, especially by our chief. Never, with the whole call, was never intending for this kind of outcome, but I'm glad that he nominated me, considered me. But it's good to honor those kind of people that you never really get to see a lot of that stuff on the news, especially with police officers, military personnel. And there are a lot of people that deserve some sort of recognition. Steve Scafidi Salute to Service is presented by Educators Credit Union and the Packing House Restaurant. Thank you, Steve. Wonderful thing. All week long, you'll hear these stories here on WTMJ. Yeah, let's go. People getting excited for Badger football, which is a little more than 100 days from now. The season will kick off. Man, we've had spring football. we got buzz around the team. I love this. Brian Lucas is the Director of Football Brand Communications, and he is with us from Madison this afternoon. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great. It's great to be here. Man, so good to have you with us. How about that Coach Fickle excitement? I mean, I'm just jazzed every time I see Coach post something, every time I see an interview. There must be a real energy surrounding the program. There is. Um, you know, the excitement and anticipation around the program this off season has been unlike any I've ever seen, and I've now been working here for about uh, almost 25 years um, at UW. So uh, it, it, it's really fun. Uh, it's a fun time of year. And like you said, we're, uh, we're almost 100 days from kickoff. You know, Brian, we had Coach Fickle on uh, several months ago, and, and we were looking at our producer, Adam, saying, is he ready? Is he ready? Uh, he was finishing up a phone call with her recruit's mom. So he, <laughs> like if, <laughs> if you had to reason believe that he was good, not doing his job, well, he certainly was, even when he was on the other line with us. So he's, he's really at it, man, from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, there's, it, like, like you said off the top, the energy, um, not only with Coach Fickle, but the, the new um, assistant coaches, coaching and the coaching staff um, is, is amazing to see. Um, you know, we go into kind of it's recruiting season right now. Um, a lot of the coaches are on the road in May, and then starting in June, uh, we start with official visits. Kids can come to campus. And so um, in the weekends of, of June, those are, those are packed with, with visits and, and kids coming to see Madison for the first time, so it's a great time to, to show off all that Wisconsin and Madison has to offer. And one way to get all around the state, it seems, is with uh, something fun you have planned to count down to the 100 days of the kickoff. Yeah, it, it's something we started last year. We're doing a uh, 100 days to kickoff scavenger hunt. And last year we started it um, in four cities around the state. We went to Appleton, Eau Claire, um, Kenosha, Racine, and, and Madison. Um, and then this year we're, we're sort of expanding it. We went to four regions, if you will, um, nine cities throughout the state. So each of those four regions will have 100 mini helmets. And the, the nine cities throughout the state are Burlington, Hudson, Madison, Mineral Point, Oshkosh, Sun Prairie, Verona, Waukesha, and Wausau. So each, um, each of those cities will, have, will hide mini helmets um, in specific locations and each of those mini helmets will have a QR code on it. And if you find a mini helmet, you scan that QR code, and you can win. Um, you can win great stuff, including 
most people will win a pair of tickets to um, a UW home game. Um, all seven of the home games are available, including the Ohio State game. Um, but there's also Badger gear. There's uh, gift cards from Bucky's Locker Room and Quick Trip and also prizes from Culver's and Shield. So, yeah, trying to – we can't get to every – we can't hit every corner of the state, but we're trying to expand a little this year and, and reach more people. Brian, when you talk about hiding 100 mini Badger football helmets all around the state, I just picture kind of like the Easter Bunny, Bucky Badger with a big box just – Plopping these down, tucking them under bushes, and hiding them. <laughs> I just see Bucky is spreading joy like this. But I bet it takes a um, lot a lot of other teammates to help out with that. It does. We have a good crew of people heading out early in the morning on Thursday morning, um, including um, I, I did get confirmation today that, that Bucky Badger will be in Waukesha. At, nice. At our our um, secret location in Waukesha. Um, but yeah, it uh, <laughs> it takes a bunch of us to go out there and and hide the helmets. And at 6 a.m. on Thursday, we will announce the specific locations within each city, uh-huh. and those announcements will be made on our um, official Wisconsin Badgers social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you're actually giving stuff away for folks who don't live in any of those regions. There will be a way for them to participate too, right? That is true. Yes, uh, if you can't make it out to. Uh, to any of those specific locations and, and try to find a helmet. Or, um, you know, if you, you don't live in near one of those areas, um, you can follow us on social media, and there will be some social media giveaways um, as well. Um, again, with, with some Badger gear, some gift cards, um, all kinds of fun stuff. Trying to make it a, a big celebration, again, to, to take advantage of the excitement that people have for for the upcoming season. Hey, John and I were talking during the break, Brian. We, we thought you could plus it up a little bit. Maybe uh, get Kenosha native Melvin Gordon to hide behind a tree and scare Badger fans. <laughs> we thought maybe having Coach Fickle somewhere, just you know, just getting coffee or something like that yeah. near, near one of the helmets, just to, right. I don't know, just that's kind of brainstorming we do here on the program. Yeah, we're trying to help. Yeah, any any and all help is, <laughs> is definitely um, warranted. And you never know what's going to happen. Um, if you come out and, and find us, maybe maybe there's a surprise guest. Maybe there's some um, some extra some extra prizes that that someone has in their pocket. Um, but yeah, we the the great thing about doing this throughout the state is that if we could find someone, we we could have you know a different former Badger great pretty much in every one of these communities and throughout the state. That's what that's what I think makes. Um, being a Badger fan, so special for people in Wisconsin that a lot of the a lot of the players you see um, making plays and and really contributing for the Badgers are, are homegrown homegrown athletes that that people have have grown up either knowing in their community or watching play in high school and and go on to be successful for the Badgers. And tickets go on sale also uh, Wednesday, May thirty first. Is that right? Yeah. So we we've had great success again. Um, taking advantage of the excitement with our um, tickets so far. We had our just recently completed our season ticket order period for existing season ticket holders, and our reorder percentage was over 95%, wow. which is the highest it's been since 2018. And then on the premium side, you know, we just opened the South End, the new South End Zone seating last year, and we got the seats on the east side, the suites and the club seats, and those are 99% at capacity already. Um, and then, like you said, if you're not a season ticket holder, if you want to get into the action at Camp Randall, your first chance is, is 
next is a week from Wednesday, May 31st, for season tickets, and that that probably is your best chance to get a, a ticket to the Ohio State game. Um, we will have a a single game on sale later this summer, but there is no guarantee that, that tickets for that game will be available. All right, so here's how you do this on Thursdays, the scavenger hunt. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Thursday, get ready to get out there in uh, Waukesha for sure. Six o'clock that morning, they'll give additional detail on how and where this is going to work, but great prizes, great excitement for Luke Fickle's UW Badgers. Man, this is good stuff. We're so excited. Brian Lucas, Director of Football Brand Communications. Thank you so much for being with us, Brian. We sure appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me.